This is White Lotus Radio. My name is Allison, and my co-host is Nora. Hi, I'm Nora, and I forgot I was supposed to answer that. <laughs> I was like, I didn't know how to nudge you into into saying something, so I'm I'm glad. <laughs> um, I uh, it is three twenty six in the p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, I woke up. Yesterday at seven o'clock in the PM, and so, oh, no. uh, yeah. I knew I was keeping you up a little bit late, but I'm, I did not <laughs> oh, realize no, I how had late. A whole, I had I had a conference I had to have. There's a whole thing. So also, I need to stay awake for tomorrow because I have a whole thing tomorrow. Well, I won't keep you long. Hopefully, um, I think. However, we have a little bit of a rowdy episode of the podcast today um, because, friends, it happened. We knew it was going to happen, but uh, the heterosexuals have entered Cora, and uh, Nora and I are not happy about it. Um, Heterosexuals have penetrated the dome. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today we're going to be talking about... um, Episode 5 of Book 1, titled The Spirit of Competition, which is a terrible title. Oh my god. It's actually a good title, actually. Um, And after that, we will be talking about uh, Episode 6, which is And the Winner Is. And, uh, yeah, we're... Let's just just dive in. Let's just dive in. I got some notes here. Tell me your notes. My notes begin with the radio announcer makes this sound like a love triangle episode and I want nothing else, less. And then the following notes are, I hate this. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. I am in hell. I hope, I hope you fall in love with Pabu. <laughs> um, and most of my notes are in all caps. <laughs> Did anybody in this episode act good? Or, like, a good person at all? Pabu. I guess Pabu was, was very okay. good. No one else was. Bolin was fine, right? Bolin was okay. Um, Bolin was a victim this time. I'm yeah, I wrote, I'm looking and I wrote shut the fuck up Bolin at one moment. But, you know, not nearly as many times as I wrote I hate Mako. Mako is bad. Mako is bad. We should we should say what happens in this episode instead of just our reactions to it. So yeah, this episode, all the love triangle stuff that no one really wanted, um, is just going down. Um, uh, at the start of the episode, Mako, Bolin, and Cora are training. And there's a really awkward um, 
team huddle, I guess. Because everyone has googly eyes for each other. And that's kind of the rest of the thing. It's just everyone making googly eyes at each other. The backdrop of this episode is the tournament that they just entered in the last episode. And we don't really get a ton of that, but it's just used as a metaphor for them exploring their relationships with each other. Mm-hmm. They do like a... They do a whole tournament arc in 22 minutes. Uh-huh. Bolin is into Korra, and Korra is into Mako, and Mako can't decide whether he's into Korra or Asami. It's like a love quadrilateral. Meanwhile, Asami still is not anything character-wise beyond girl at this yep. point. Yep. We still haven't been introduced to her arc, which ends in this season. Her arc starts <laughs> and ends in the last half of this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the character we thought was going to show up didn't show up yet, so he doesn't show up until later on. Yep. Um, so I'm going to sneeze real quick, and then we can continue with the podcast. Okay. Okay. You sneeze. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I even looked into a bright light, and it didn't help. Fuck you, Chris Remo. <laughs> <laughs> Top 10 anime betrayals. Chris Remo telling her that, uh, She's a photic sneezer. More like a photic sneezer, like F-A-U-X, P-I-C sneezer. God. Okay. Patreon.com slash Nora Blake. So, um... The, the plot, such as, it, such as it is, um... It's basically that, and Bolin asks Cora out, and she's like, no, uh, no, okay. First, Korra asks Mako out, even though he's in a relationship with Asami, clearly. And, mm -hmm. and he's like, no, I don't like you. And so she's mm -hmm. bummed out. Bolin asks her out, and she's like, no, I don't like you. And he's like, no, no, like, as friends, for real. And yeah, she's like, yeah, and that's, okay. like, the one, like, the one okay thing about this episode is, like, Korra and Bolin just going on friend dates is, like, kind of cute. It's, like, fine, you know? Yeah. Uh, they have a good time, and then during one of the matches, um, Korra and Mako have been arguing a lot, mm -hmm. and they, like, basically, Mako admits that he is interested in Korra, yes. but he's also interested in Asami, and that's trouble, and mm -hmm. instead of deciding, hey, let's all come to another let's come to some sort of arrangement here um uh they kiss uh, Korra kisses Mako and Bolin sees it and he cries um and he goes and eats a bunch of noodles and mm -hmm. it really fucked me up when there's this one one-off goof where Volin has a noodle hanging out of his nose, like a snot thing, and then he sniffs it up, and it fucks ah. up so bad, not knowing I whether that. he oh, spat God. out that noodle or ate it. 
Oh, I missed that. Oh, that's awful. It's terrible. It made me feel like I had inhaled a noodle for like 10 minutes. Ah. So, while all this is going on, you will all be shocked to learn that uh, their performance in the tournament directly correlates to their emotional well-being. So, when Cora and Bolin are going on friend dates, everyone, like, does plays really well, and, like, especially Bolin. Bolin has, like, a star showing. Meanwhile, Mako is, like, feeling confused and not playing well. And then, like, later, when Mako finds out Korra's interested in, or when Bolin finds out is interested in Mako, Bolin starts playing worse. I think this episode might be the point, as far as I know, where Bolin is like, this is one of Bolin's most competent episodes in terms of bending and combat and stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has a cool thing in, like, season three, but, like, in terms... Bolin doesn't get spotlight very often. <laughs> no. No. As the, like, third most main character, he still yeah. doesn't get much spotlight. <laughs> yeah. Poor Bolin. I'm trying to remember anything else that happens in this episode besides it's just... a lot of shipping, because... Hey, oh, remember a, in the first a... show when they, they, there was like a little bit of a love triangle with Aang and Katara, Zuko. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really in the show, but like the viewers read it into the show. Right. But remember and... how popular that made the show? What if we did that on purpose? <laughs> <laughs> And what if we did it happened. on purpose and unbearable? What if we did it on purpose and all at once? Yeah. Do the whole arc in 22 minutes. There's also... Speaking of how our awful sons treat women... Um, we weren't speaking about that at all. I totally spaced out when I tried to segue. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a scene of... Um, Mako being like, well, I'm just not sure that Cora is girlfriend material, which is just code for she's butch, and it's... I hate Mako. She's stronger than me. (laughs) I hate Larry. I hate him. Oh. (laughs) I hate him. It took me a while to realize what the joke was there. It's it's okay. I'm just going to start calling him Larry when I'm mad at him. Oh, Oh, I'm looking at my notes. There, there are three good things in this episode. One, we get introduced to uh, the rival team boy. Ah, uh, um, Tato. Tato. And I like he's... Him. You talk. <clears throat> oh, I was just going to say I really like Tato, and I think he's... A really cool character design. It has a nice voice and is just the right level of like snooty, but also mm-hmm. gets get doesn't get made a fool of too much, but like just a little bit. Yeah, he definitely walked out of like an '80s sports movie and into Korra. 
and it works pretty well for him. I feel like I, I, yeah, I think he looks cool. I think he gets some like a cool moment. And then I think Cora gets to like walk out of that moment victorious in a fun way. Yeah. There's a really nice slow motion, like same thing from three angles sort of shot when they have to do a duel. Right. Right. She like um, faints right. And then just like uppercuts him with some water and it's really good. Don't get too attached. To nope. Nope. Cause he's gone at the end of episode six, which we're going to talk about in a minute. That, mm, that's not true. He has one more scene before the writers quickly shuffled him off the mortal coil of this show. Well, well, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that next, next time. Okay. Um, what was the second good thing I wrote about this? Second good thing, um, there's a shout out to our podcast. Uh, when the radio announcer man says, Flamio instant noodles are a thing in Korra world. <laughs> um, there's also the scene where Tarlock talks to Lynn. Well, first of all, Korra breaks into a meeting with the city council. Because she's the avatar and you've got to deal with it. <laughs> and then um, they talk for a bit, and then Lin Bei Fong also breaks into this <laughs> this yes. meeting. Oh, I think. Ta- oh yeah, no, no, no. This isn't episode six. This is an episode six. Oh okay. Never yeah, mind. but I I want to say one final good thing about the bad hetero shipping episode, and then I think we could probably move on to six unless you're. Unless you have something no. else in mind. There's Not a guy, really and he shows up in 6-2, and I don't really know what his deal is, but he, like, announces, like, round one, round two, and they <laughs> spent the entire budget on him. <laughs> Tenzin didn't get angry this episode, so they had a little animation left over. Yeah, and he... I've never seen JoJo, but I looked at him for a second and was like, oh, that's a JoJo character. <laughs> That is absolutely a JoJo character. Um, so yeah, I don't know his name, but he's my best friend. I don't know if he friend. has a name. <laughs> so yeah, I think that I think that kind of wraps us up on episode five, which is just I hate I hate the the heterosexual but show. You get it? The spirit of competition. It's like it's not the sports. Oh, what's it like, Nora? Please explain it to it's, me. I really don't love. understand it. Oh, it's love? Huh. Yeah. Huh. Okay. (laughs) Let's go to episode six, which is a really good episode of the show. I would say the best episode so far. Episode six is one of the things I remembered from my first viewing and was one of the high points of the season. Yeah, it's definitely the best episode we've had so far because, like, Things happen, and they're interesting things. And They are not as interesting as what I thought was going to happen the first time I saw this show. Mm-hmm. So we have the final round of the tournament with the fire ferrets and the wolf bats. And the wolf bats are the team led by Tano, and mm-hmm. they cheat, and they've paid off the ref so they don't get in trouble. Yeah. But partway through, uh, near the end, the um, equalists in the crowd 
begin to mask up and pull out these electro-zappy gauntlets that are described as having the power of a key blocker. Um, now, my vision of this is that a bunch of people in the crowd pull out Amon masks and put them on. And there's like this, this like, this rise of, of uh, uniform faces. Mm-hmm. Um, but the version they did was okay, I guess. <laughs> Which was all like wizard Antifa. <laughs> <laughs> wizard Antifa. Fuck. Yeah, so they start like coming out and they electrocute everybody and like the the chi blockers just like instantly take down the wolf bats and um the cool second in command guy like knocks Korra, Mako, and Bolin out because they're in the water and he electrocutes the water. And this is this is why I thought that um Tano was just gone from the show now was that um uh Amon ends up taking Tano and the rest of the wolf bats uh bending away from them. And then he blows up the stadium. Another well, stadium, the 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 field, the what is it called? The ring? The the ring, yeah. Wherever they wherever they do the pro bend, he, blow he blows the ring. it up. It's my macho man voice. <laughs> can you can you do the rest of the show in that voice for me? Baby, oh, <laughs> he blows it up, and then and then a sick zeppelin shoots down escape lines, and they all. Uh, Amon and his goons get away. Korra and Lin work together to try and attack and pursue, but they eventually are uh, left behind. Yeah. Um, like, Korra goes after them and quite, can't quite get up to where they're at, but then Lin... Um, oh, we totally skipped the Lin scene, but we'll we'll go back to that. Lynn, Lynn like, Advent helps... Children's her out of the stadium. Right. And, like, they fight on top of the stadium for a minute, and then Korra falls, and Lynn has the opportunity to chase down a mom or save Korra. She saves Korra because, you know, this is how TV shows go at the mid-season. Uh, mm-hmm. But it's actually a cool moment. Like, I joke, but, like, it's a, it's a good moment. Um, earlier in the episode, Tenzin says... You know, you're both kind of stubborn jerks. I think you two would actually get along. Um, and this is kind of like, I think probably the start of Cora and Lynn having a mutual stubborn jerk respect for each other. Yeah. Accidentally skipped past the um, the scene you were talking about earlier, which was you, you thought was episode, in episode five, because Amon threatens to attack and Tarlock and the council are like, we're going to shut down the arena if he, uh, so he can't attack. And then yes, Korra runs in and is like, no, don't do it. Um, <laughs> rolls a zero on her, uh, rolls her zero on her defy danger charisma. Um, but then gets an aid from Lynn 
who's like, I'll protect the stadium if, um, so it should be fine, which begs the question, were the cops not protecting the stadium? Were they just gonna, what's the, the police uh, force doing? Tarlock is, is like, will you personally guarantee safety yes. of the people there? I'm evil, by the way. Yeah, Tarlock, like, chewing all the scenery in sight. <laughs> I'm definitely not trying to screw everyone over and uh, come out ahead from all this. I'm I definitely know we're only benign. six episodes in, but I need to get my evil plans started. <laughs> Um, but it's fine. Tar Tarlock's not going to betray anyone. Um, Tarlock will never be evil. Um, nothing bad is going to happen. We definitely don't cut straight from that scene to Amon ominously saying, they've played right into my hands. That's always what happens to Amon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Amon's a smart guy. Yeah. Um, he knows exactly how Tarlock is going to act and how Lynn is going to act. There's some evil coming. There's some evil coming. Yeah. Uh, I just <laughs> I just looked ahead at what next week's episode is going to be. Um, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what it is, but it's titled The Aftermath. Um, so I'm sure everything's going to work out just fine for everyone. <laughs> What? How does episode six end? What is like? What is like our send off to episode six? I'm trying to remember. Cora uh, thanks Lynn for saving her life as they both watch the airship fly away. Um, I'm trying to remember if there's any like lessons learned at the end of this, but I think it's no. just they all get their butts <laughs> kicked and go home. It might be a lingering shot on the blown up ring. It might be. It might be. Oh, oh. There's one other thing in this episode, which is. Hinted at in episode five and then made explicit in episode six that uh, Tenzin and Lin used to be a thing and now they're not. And we hear we hear Tenzin's side of it, um, which is, you know, they were just growing apart as people. And then this other woman came into Tenzin's life and, you know, he and Lin just grew, grew apart. And, mm. you know... Definitely not, like, a one-sided presentation of this whole thing. <laughs> I mean, like, we will hear Lynn's side of this soon. Like, if, you're, if you watch this episode, it's, like, the most clear thing in the world that, like, Tenzin is telling the story as he sees it, and we also know that Tenzin is not the best at interpersonal relationships. We'll, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, um, uh, we sure will. We sure I just remembered will. where that goes. <laughs> anyway, uh, I think that does it for our recap section. Uh, yeah, kind of a short uh, podcast episode, but like, man, nothing happens in episode five except for googly eyes for 22 minutes. <laughs> it's 20 minutes of teenage hormones. Yeah. And not... Like, you know, there's me sitting here trying to just willfully reinterpret every event so that, um, like, Korosami makes sense by the end of this. 
and in, in context. And there's maybe like, like I wrote down a quote in my notes where Cora's like, it's okay. He's just into that girl that's, you know, more beautiful and elegant and, and all those things. And it's like, okay, maybe, maybe she's not jealous. Maybe she's just into Asami, but you really, it's, I'm grasping How straws. How could she be into Asami when Asami's had two lines in the last two episodes? I'm and trying. Both of which were her running up to Mako, kissing him and saying, good job on the match. Look, look, the writers intended Korosami from the beginning. Uh-huh. It's in it's in their minds in every episode, and they really do a lot to uh, build toward it within the text of the show. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> okay. I'm not going to take this from you. I just... We saw her kiss Mako, is all. Um. We did, but that was gay, is the thing. Oh, it was. It was. She gave him a gay kiss. Yeah. <laughs> she she okay. kissed him, but um, it was gay is the thing, and I'm. It was gay. That's definitely true. Okay. Um, episode title. <laughs> book one, episode five. It was gay, actually. She kissed him, and it was gay. We should end this episode. <laughs> Probably. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Ali is gay. That's not true. I should get my Twitter that, handle right on this podcast one time. Is that, is that is that like a is that can you get that one? I mean, let's find out. I'm gonna just uh, open a new tab here while I tell everyone that my Twitter handle is actually at Ali Drinks Coffee. I've gotten wrong on like the last four episodes of the show, but it's probably fine. Nora's got the right one in the show notes, so just like click that link. Yeah, click all the links that you see in the show notes, even the ones that are like Google Docs or like you know a Patreon. I don't know. It's Speaking, not for the show. <laughs> I wonder if anyone's like setting up for like plugging her own like Twitter and or Patreon and other things of that nature. I wonder if anyone could do that. What are you talking about? I was thinking maybe, like, maybe you could plug your things on the show. Oh, you mean I'm I'm taking too long to make the podcast happen? No, no, I was just, I just thought it was like, a, 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 traditionally, this is what happens in, in podcasts, as someone says. You can find me on Twitter at Neither Nora. I was still waiting for the payoff on whether Allie is gay is open on Twitter. Oh, shoot. I just opened Twitter and forgot what I was doing. <laughs> I don't uh, think you can have it. Someone has Allie is gay and A, um, they have never tweeted. B, they joined in 2010. C, they are following one person. Mm -hmm. And D, their name is Johnny. Like... Uh -oh. Johnny, give me your Twitter account. What are you doing? Yeah, Johnny. God. Uh, you can you can find me at neither Nora. Uh, you can find me on other podcasts like Hollow Sweethearts. There are other podcasts, and I think some of them are secret. I've been unclear about these types of things. Uh, yeah. Some I got some more projects coming up. 
Uh, I'll let you know when those are off the ground. Or you can follow me on the Twitter. I tweeted about one just today. Follow the uh, hashtag Secret Project L. Uh, mm. If you want to hit, if you want to see more hints about about that situation, uh, that's a really interesting project that I'm really excited to to get to share. That should actually be public in April. Okay. Um, I'm clicking my Twitter notifications. What am I doing? I'm making a podcast. Everyone just tweets during podcasts, right? That's how. Yeah, just tweet, tweet, tweet. Uh, tweet. No, no. I was I I opened the tab to tweet that, and then I was like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus. Do it. Do I'm gonna it. focus. Do it. Um, you can find the show on Twitter. It's a weird episode. I'm sorry. We're in a weird headspace. At it's fine. White Lotus Pod. Um, you, can you can email the show at whitelotusradio at gmail.com. Um, you can find us on iTunes. And if you listen on iTunes, please give us a review, et cetera, et cetera. Um, we're going to get us on Google Play. Uh, I guess I didn't finish the application process last time. So okay. we may not be on Google Play yet. I'll have to double check that. Um, <laughs> you should also rate us on iTunes. I think maybe Nora said that, but I didn't hear it 100%, but you should like rate us on iTunes, and you should tell all your friends, like, hey, two cur- cool girls are doing the Cora podcast that you've needed in your life all these years. And then after you listen to that podcast, you should rate White Lotus Radio. Yes. You should say five <laughs> stars. Or say, I've heard, it's a rumor, that if you rate it one star, it kind of like helps us just as much as a five star. But don't rate us one star because I'll cry. I wouldn't risk it. Yeah. Don't rate us one star. I'll show up to your house and you'll see how upset I am by your one star rating and I'll ask you, why did you why did you be so mean to me? <laughs> why did you hurt Emily? What a I'm, weird episode. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I love this, but I'm not um, big anymore. Anyway, thank you all for listening. Um, we love you. Good night. I feel, yeah, mm, we love you is the, it's the sign off for another podcast I listen to. We're going to have to keep, uh, okay. keep trying on different, uh, uh sign offs. Like, keep it flamio. Keep it flamio. Uh, <laughs> uh, bye. Uh, <laughs> stay icy. Stay, <laughs> nope, nope.